Why Watch That is a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome Welcome to to Why Watch Watch That. This episode of Why Watch That is supported by Entrepreneur Meal Plan. It helps leaders and professionals feed their bodies and business as well. Do you know, Critic, I got Mm. a chance to attend a wonderful event by EMP here Uh in Los Angeles. And it was so amazing because Brandy Cochran was able to gather people from all sorts of walks of life. We were able to gather together, have real talk and some real good food too. Mm -hmm. It was a hit. It's food for the soul and the body, which is so hard to find. So if you want to learn more about Entrepreneur Meal Plan, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, go to entrepreneurmealplan.com. The Why Watch That TV Talk. And we're back. I mean, do we ever leave television? Really? Mm. No. Even some television, I tell you that. Well, we're going to get to that, yes. mm. Speaking of which, Star Trek Picard. Oh, dear. Here we go. You can listen, everybody, if you missed it. I reviewed the first episode. I enjoyed it, right, Ray? Yeah, you were singing its praises. But at the end of that review, what did I say? I said, if it turns left, I will turn it off. Uh-oh. This turned, some of this, can, look, I just have to say this with all due, due respect. Some of the stuff that they have perpetrated in this season is trash. Oh, ouch. Star Trek Discovery, love it. Star Trek Picard, what happened to the first episode? The pacing, the energy, the action, like this pseudo-cerebral thing that they're doing does not work. Some of it is... Because what they did was they tried to, he builds this team and they like go through this long thing about him building that. No one cares. Get to the board cube. Why are they in the board cube? All of this other stuff does not matter. That's my rant on Star Trek Picard. Oh my goodness. Some people online ref are like, what in the world is this? <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so, sorry. Oh, my goodness. We've already start right out of the gate. But let's put a pause on that, dear critic, Mm -hmm. and move on to a show that you caught the first couple episodes of, and it's on FX on Hulu. Hey, FX has moved to Hulu. And if you don't know, listeners, like, for example, you're thinking, oh, I'm still toggling i have a netflix account i you know maybe even have hbo go or something like hbo now whatever and do i pay for hulu well the fact of the matter is now that disney has um the majority share of hulu in fact i think all but like a few you know controlling shares they are moving their more edgier content to Hulu and the first to come really is FX. Yeah. And so devs, which 
right now the first two episodes are available it's a limited uh run for this is available and you got a chance to see it and just so the listeners know for fx on hulu it's it's actually two things so basically every fx show is now on hulu yes so if you haven't seen justified and you weren't watching on amazon prime all of it if you will get to better things, if you didn't see it from the beginning, it's all there. One of my favorite shows, Mr. Inbetween, all there. Ryan Murphy stuff, American Cry, like all, all of it. All on Hulu. So what'll happen is a ref moving forward, shows that air on Hulu will be, a, I'm sorry, on FX, will be available on Hulu the next day. Yes. New episodes. And then there are shows that are just on Original, Hulu. yeah. Yes. So that's what Devs is. It is not available on FX. It's only available on FX on Hulu. <laughs> and you know I love it. Now, for Devs. Devs is about this mysterious tech company in the Bay Area that's up to something that we're not quite sure of. Now, the way we're introduced to it is via Lily, who is a computer engineer. She works on cybersecurity there at this company. And she has a boyfriend who also works at the company in a different division. Now, Lily is Chinese American. Her boyfriend is Russian. What does that mean? And he's in charge of this group. And they have done something astonishing. They have figured out a way to predict one of the simplest organisms on the planet. What it would be doing 10 seconds in the future. So they can predict its future movements. 10 seconds. What? So the head of this company, Amaya, is played by Nick Offerman. (laughs) You just got to love it. And what's he up to? He sees this breakthrough and goes, oh, this is great work. And he's there with Allison Pill's character, Katie. What's she up to? They kind of look at each other after they see the 10 second prediction, but it's not perfect. So there is still a complication to it, which is a bit of a letdown. However, the Russian boyfriend gets promoted after this. He goes to the section named Devs. And Devs is in its own building in the forest somewhere. You got to walk to it and all of this stuff. It's all of the security. They, it's, I won't even give it away how they secure what's going on in there. But what is going on in there? Now, before the Russian boyfriend gets to this Devs building, he has to be checked out by the head of security, who's played by Zach Grenier. And if you've seen The Good Wife, you know who that is. The divorce attorney. Mm-hmm. So he's looking at him going, you're Russian, (laughs) okay? He's like, what are you up to? Should I allow you into the building? Well, we know the boyfriend gets into the building, but what does he discover when he's there? I won't give that away. (laughs) Okay, he discovers something. You don't even know what he discovers. He goes to the bathroom and has a moment after seeing this. And when he comes out of the building, because he leaves after this, He's confronted by the head of security and the CEO of Amaya. Why? And what's the outcome of that meeting? I'll tell you this, it ain't good for somebody. Now, what about his girlfriend, Lily? 
Well, as a result of this encounter, she has no idea of it. Well, he goes missing, the boyfriend. So she's like, where is he? She goes to the head of security eventually. She reaches out to people. She tries to figure out what's going on with his phone in an ingenious way. And she figures out that maybe something's not right. Now, there's a story she's told about what happened to him. Does she believe it or not? And for help, guess what? She goes to her ex-boyfriend, ex, to help her find her current boyfriend. At first, the ex-boyfriend is like, um, <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> but of course, he gets roped in, um, and his name is Jamie. So what's the role that he's going to play? None of this is safe. And essentially, the whole point of this show seemingly is this. What happens, everybody, if you can disentangle and understand ultimate causality? What kind of power would that give you if you understood causality? Hmm. So I'll stop there because I don't want to give away too much. Ooh. Here's what I have to say to all of you. This is a sci-fi show for people who want to explore scientific theories within the realm of science fiction. So if you want to ponder the thoughts of science, theoretical science, all of things like that, then this is the show for you. It comes to us from Alex Garland, who was involved in and responsible for Ex Machina and Annihilation, those movies. So if you've seen those movies and you like them, this is for you. It even has a bit of Mr. Robot and Legion in it at times. But I'll say this, in the early going, Alex, who wrote and directed every episode here, has a steadier hand. I feel more comfortable being in the unknown with him than I did over the arcs of those other two shows I mentioned. So we'll see if that lasts over this entire limited series. But note what I said, everybody, who it's for. If that sounds like you, definitely check check it out. It, it is shot beautifully and you get some kind of weird indie music sequences. I mean, it's just like, this is the high concept television that FX on Hulu is promising. And so far they've delivered here. Excellent. Ooh, I love, I love when you discover a nice um, nugget to share with all of us. Another one and another one, DJ. Uh, zero, 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 zero. Now look. This right here is on Prime Video, mm. Amazon. Mm. It's a miniseries. It comes to us from the mastermind of the gentleman who wrote Gamora. Yeah, remember that TV show that we still haven't seen the rest of because of Harvey Weinstein? <laughs> Dagnabbit. I'm like oh. dangling on the edge. Oh my goodness. Um, will we ever? I mean, it's aired in Italy, so it, it's like what We're is going the problem? to season five? We've only had season two here. Oh, are you serious? They're already yes. season everywhere else except for the United States has seen it. The Brits have seen it. They have the DVDs. Oh, now you can't get it unless you have a DVD player that plays that region. Oh, so there are people online who have ways to do that. I. I'm a grown man. I got other things to do with my time. <laughs> but I thought about it. <laughs> okay. Yes, because, you, I mean, literally season two dangles a lot of, there's a lot happening in season two. Well, and, they've and, had and, a spinoff movie. 
dang it. Well, zero 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 is not the spinoff of Gamora. Like it is not. This isn't. So for those of you who are like, oh, I'm excited. At least it's the world. Well, Roberto, um, uh, how do we, how, you know you've been Saviano? Saviano. Um, that's probably offensive. Sorry, Roberto Saviano. <laughs> um, crea- created Gamora and also created the world of Zero Zero Zero. Um, you can catch it now. All eight episodes. Remember, Amazon Prime allows you to just go dig in and have a, have your way with it. But the question is, is this something that we're all going to enjoy? Is this going to give us a fix like Gamora did? Um, not necessarily the crime genre, but just the interesting viewpoint Roberto has on humanity. Yeah. Um, now, keep in mind, if we're talking about Roberto, uh, Gamora, the book, is nonfiction. And yes. he was in danger after writing that book. Like, he had to go into hiding and still is in hiding. No, he is in hiding. Isn't he? Well, but is he in hiding? I thought he, Well, he's not in he... Italy anymore. Okay. He's All left right. the country, from what I understand. Um, and Zero 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 is a novel that he wrote. And it's a novel about how cocaine essentially is a global thing. It affects all kinds of sectors globally. So in the show, that's what they focus on. And really it's three aspects of the cocaine uh, drug trade that they focus on. It's the buyers and not the street buyers, meaning the people who buy it from the sellers to then sell on the street. So the buyers, the sellers, the people who make it, and the deal makers who are in between, the brokers. So in this show, it's three central locations and then it just really does go globally. So we start in Italy and in Italy, here we have the buyers. And there is a family, a mob family. Of course. That has an internal problem, (laughs) okay? There's a grandfather and his grandson. But what about the son's father, who's the grandfather's son? (laughs) What happened? You don't know from the beginning, I'll put it that way. So who's gonna be in control? And this all revolves around this huge cocaine deal that needs to go down. They need to get cocaine from Mexico to Italy so that the grandfather can continue his grand plan of being the top dog in this part of Italy in regard to their crime syndicate. He's got people coming up from at him from all over the place, okay? And the man's got a cane. Now, in Mexico, we have these two brothers who are in control of the cocaine production, and they wanna make their money from the Italians, of course. Uh, However, the military presence in Mexico is after them. They're on the trail of the cocaine. But there is a particular soldier in the military whose name is Vampiro, which is vampire. Who, what's, uh, you're thinking, what's going on with him? Because certain things leak out and he has this look on his face. He's dropping phones and what's up with this dude? Is he really a military presence? Is he in with the drug people? Is he a rogue entity? You'll have to watch to find out. Now, in between the two, again, it's the brokers, and the brokers are this family of Americans. 
And uh, Gabriel Byrne is the patriarch. He has two children, grown children, um, played by Andrea Riceborough and Dane DeHaan. Now, Dane DeHaan's character, the son, has a condition that complicates everything. He wants to be in the business. Does his father want him to be in the business? The daughter is the one who seems to have the head for it. And the father wants to leave it in good hands just in case he's no longer available to run things. So from the beginning, when we see all of these pieces come together, there's a bloodbath. I'll put it that way. Not everybody's left standing. And then moving forward, the question is, how can all of these different entities get what they want? Some of them work together. Some of them are in conflict. And oh, it spreads across the globe. We get to Africa, okay? So in the end, the question isn't, um, you know, who was killed? The question is, who is left standing, (laughs) okay? Now, the way that we get there, this is very deliberately paced. I'll put it that way. But most of it, you need. They're not wasting time here. It's like a slower Jack Ryan almost, if it were about drugs. So you're like, okay, I'm getting to know these people, their motivations. That vampiro guy, watch out for him. (laughs) Oh my goodness. And so you see all of this stuff start to grow and grow and grow and grow to a crescendo because this whole season is about whether those drugs are going to make it from Mexico to Italy. Is that going to happen? Now, as we get to the end, there were a couple of storylines where I went, this really wasn't connected strongly with the actual drugs. And I was like, okay, you kind of spent too much time there. I got it, but it was a little too much time. But outside of that, I would say this was good television. Who should watch it? Hey, if you need your Gamora fix, it's not as good as Gamora, but it's good. But what if we like Narcos? That's and- next. Oh, okay. Narcos gotcha. Mexico. If you like that, is it as good as Nar- Narcos Mexico? Maybe not as good, but it's good. Okay. Also, Sicario. Is it as good as Sicario? What? No. But it's good, and even a bit of Homeland. What? Yeah, so that's what I would say about this. Um, I liked it, I didn't love it, uh, but I would watch a season two. Gotcha, this is great news because if that is your world, you've got another show to check out, it sounds like. Pass the Purell! (laughs) And the face masks. Excuse me, everybody, just so you know, most of the face masks you're buying, don't protect you from contracting things. It protects others from getting what you have. Well, you know, don't burst my little bubble because the <laughs> coronavirus is not going to have me out there. No. Now, word on the street is, and by the way, there's no one on the street because everybody's at home, yeah. is that we're not quite making our way to the movie theater. Places like South by Southwest, canceled. canceled. 007's new movie, pulled. Um, for release. Move on! Is it going to be released? But guess what? We at Why Watch That have a treat for you. Ooh, yes. Because on IGTV, yeah, that little thing, we're going to have some recommendations for streaming called Mainstream. So if you want to stay at home and stay safe and still enjoy yourself, and you know, you're working at home, right? Wink, wink. You can check things out based (laughs) on our recommendations, okay? But I'll tell you this, in New York City, it's still people on the subway. (laughs) Listen, in LA, we are still going to be drinking our lattes with the pinky up, so there you go. 
But let's move on to uh, a TV season premiere. Now, this means that the show is returning. And you've already mentioned it. Better Things on FX, which you can now watch on Hulu the next day. So if you, you know, already have a Hulu account and you want to binge Better Things, it's all there for you. If you want to catch up because you're a little behind, it's there for you. But season four, who would have thought? Um, Now, funny thing is, is the creator or the lead of Better Things makes a very special appearance on This Is Us. I'm not going to tell you how, why, or what form, but they didn't show her face until the very end of the episode. <laughs> and of, of course, she's got a distinct voice, and you're kind of like, okay, I, I know who she is. But but I just thought that was interesting. Better things, mommy's back with her children, who are not children. <laughs> They're not kids anymore. Oh. Or are they? Well, the Can youngest she get a still break? is. Yeah, yeah, the youngest still is, but she's growing up. I mean... Because I watched this with my brother. When we started watching it, Duke, the youngest daughter, he was like, no, Duke, you're growing up. Stay little. <laughs> no. he, was weird. he was really weirded out by it. <laughs> I mean, I was like, I mean, she's a human. She's going to grow. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so we do have Pamela Adlin's character, uh, Sam Fox. And now Pamela Adlin, who co-created it with Louis C.K. Yeah. She, quietly. This is her, yes. Yeah, he's quietly gone. You know, I said it like that. She now really is running the show. Yeah. She's writing and directing. And I've got to say, she's really good at it. Mm, I mean, good. especially writing about her from her own experience and directing herself. Uh, anyway, before I get to that. So she plays Sam, who is a working actress in LA. Three daughters. The oldest daughter left college, is now back, or uh, is she? <laughs> Where is she? The middle daughter is now gonna be 15. And she says, mom, I want a quinceanera. And mom goes, uh, you're not Latina. What is wrong with you? That's offensive. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is the show we're in. She's like, no, no, no. And, and mom is like, well, you could have your bat mitzvah. And, you know, the middle daughter's like, yeah, but I missed the right age. And, you know, mom's like, but you can have a bat mitzvah at any age, really. Daughter's like, no, I want the right thing for my age, which is a quinceanera. Does she get one? Okay. Now, this is a daughter who's never wanted a party. So Sam is so excited to throw one, but not a quinceanera. <laughs> the youngest daughter, Duke, yes, she's growing up. But Duke is a wise one. Because in one of the moments in the first two episodes of this season... Uh, Sam is there with her best friend um, who's in bed with her because he's grieving the loss of a relationship. He was dumped and he's not happy. So he's crying in the bed. Duke comes in and just dispenses her wisdom and leaves. (laughs) Just like, you know, like, hey, you know, I'm the guru and all of you adults will bow down to me. It was hilarious. So that's the Duke character there. And we cannot forget about Sam's mother who had a health scare, her heart is being monitored, but this woman is a free spirit and is a free spirit and nothing will keep her down, nothing. Not even the vest that she has to wear, that she wants to take off at all times, okay? And this woman will say anything. In the opening episode, they're driving in the car after picking up Sam's two younger daughters. Mom is in the car with Sam. 
and this uh, driver does something reckless. So mom starts yelling at the driver out of the her daughter's car. And, and you know, Sam is like, hold on, if I anybody's gonna have road rage, it's me, I'm the driver. So this leads to them having an argument and Sam kicks her mother out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> and the mom won't get back in the car she's like okay come back and sam's like great i mean you can walk and i will have a break from you so that's mom who's still i mean still a spitfire just so much fun to watch but aesthetically let me say this about the show there is something so singular about this i mean we don't get this kind of camera work and flow in typical not even it's not a sitcom it, it's i guess they would call it a dramedy ish but not in this kind of thing so if you're thinking hey i haven't seen this yet should i check it out i would put it to you this way if you are a fan of sideways the movie then this might be your cup of tea because oh. it handles comedy in a natural beautiful way and it's funny but it also can do drama very well mm. and i mean just check the how they handled this single camera. It's just really great work from Pamela Adlin. And I will say this to end it. If this, if they keep this up a little longer, this will definitely be one of my favorite TV shows ever. Ooh, whoa, mic drop. Now, here's the deal. We have a TV finale. <laughs> HBO, The Outsider, 10 yeah. episodes. Mm extremely mixed reviews i mean people are all over the place with this this comes to us from of course jason bateman he is not only one of the um you can't say stars because something happens mm -hmm. but he is definitely a plot point he drives the plot shall we say as yeah. well as he's driving behind the camp you know he's behind the camera uh directing and really managing the whole flow of the show this comes to us from the mind of stephen king and it had very high hopes got mixed reviews some performances got mixed reviews and now we've had the season finale as of taping i started it i tried it wasn't for me but you ended it yes uh and is developed by richard price who among other things wrote clockers yeah. Mm. Now, here's the deal. We mentioned this before the when we first reviewed this ref. The outsider, here's what happens. Jason Bateman's character is arrested for the murder of a kid. But he wasn't there. Yeah, a violent murder. Yeah. He wasn't there. He was somewhere else but they have footage of him in two different places. How is this possible? So we do have Ben Mendelsohn's character, who's a detective who doesn't believe. His wife is involved, Mayor Winningham's character. She's more open to uh, an explanation that might not make any sense, okay? And the person providing this explanation is played by the wonderful Cynthia Erivo, Holly Gibney, who is an outsider herself. So she sees what's going on and she understands after she visits other people who've been mimicked, what might be going on here. There's this entity uh, called El Cuco. 
who has different names in different cultures. So this is something that's been passed down generation to generation about what to watch out for. This being that mimics others and does no good. Now this being essentially feasts literally on grief. So what is what would create the biggest grief on the planet if you kill somebody's kid? Now, it also feeds literally on other things. And we see some of this toward the end of the season. And all kinds of that kind oh. of eating. Oh, gross. Now, how does this El Cuco thing operate? That's the question throughout the season. What are the rules? Is this real? Like, what is going on? And they drip, 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 drip through these 10 episodes so that you, if you're interested, can start to figure it out as the characters figure it out. So we know there's someone that this thing mimics. There's also someone else that um, my brother calls the odd jobs person. <laughs> who has to go around and doing El Cuco's bidding. Why? Why can't El Cuco do it himself? Like it, another Stephen King, just disgusting villain. Why does El Cuco need helpers? <laughs> I won't give that away. So in the end, the question is, how can they stop this thing? Now, with Stephen King, you know it gets stopped. And you know in the end that Stephen King will give you all the rules or most, not all. And you know that there will be a price to pay for this. And we know, even echoing it, that there has to be a certain mindset you have to have to be able to stop it. But do they succeed? And who succeeds and why? And keep in mind that Ben Mendelsohn's character lost a son young. How does that come back up? And what about Jason Bateman's family? What happened to them and all the other families? Do we learn anything? And I'll tell you this, everybody. If you get to the final episode, episode 10, when you see the credits, keep watching. You got to go beyond the initial credits. There's another scene. <laughs> okay. So I kind of said my recommendation for this one, but let me be even clearer. This, I said it before, if you'd like True Detective season one, check it out. Also, here's the question you have to ask yourselves. Do you want to ponder what's inconceivable and terrifying? If you wanna live in that space, then this show will do it for you. Is it completely consistent? No, but I wanted to figure it out. That was the thing that kept me and my brother watching. And it's good even to watch it with someone else because you go, is it this, is it that, what's going on? Then in the end, you're like, watch out for that. Don't trust this, don't trust that. It's that kind of show. But you do have to have some uh, patience for it. So there you go with The Outsider. Overall, it worked for me. It worked just well enough. And I suspect, Ref, that it might have a season two. Aha. Well, there you have it. We are done for television for now, but we're never done with television. Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea. And we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.